One of the biggest reasons we launched the Right to Strike campaign was because of what happened to the train workers at Sydney Train. They were in the middle of a bargaining campaign for their new enterprise agreement and they were planning to take protected action in January. And they'd picked a date to go on strike and were preparing, um, you know, preparing to bring everyone out. The media was uh, following it. It was going to be a very powerful action bringing Sydney to a, a standstill. And what happened was that the Fair Work Commission actually ruled that their perfectly legal strike uh, it was part of their protected action. They ruled that that would have to be terminated on the grounds that it would cause too much economic damage to Sydney and, and damage to the population of the welfare. And for a lot of us, we felt that that was the final straw that showed that actually we don't have any right to strike uh, in Australia at all. And we felt, you know, it was important to actually have a response and that's where the campaign started. Certainly. Now, for those uh, who perhaps don't know their history or obviously don't know their history well enough, striking has played an integral role within Australian society in terms of progressing uh, various, uh, I guess, victories for not just the labour movement, but of course for other social and environmental and economic justice movements in this country. I guess notably with unions such as the BLF historically uh, very effectively in, um, employing striking. But I guess things have changed considerably in the last few years particularly since John Howard's work choices and now the, the creation of the Fair Work Commission. But, uh, but how, how much have they changed, I guess, in the last decade in terms of uh, people's ability and, and unions' ability to strike? And, and is it a specifically an issue with the Fair Work Commission? Yeah, well, I think it's important to know that striking has actually never been legal. There's always been barriers for unionists and workers to take action to defend their conditions and also to challenge government policy. I think what's changed since the late 80s and 90s that the penalties for illegal strike action have dramatically increased and in particular enormous threats of fines against unions are used to threaten militant unions with bankruptcy. Um, they can also be targeted at individuals. Uh, but I think one of the other really big changes since the 90s was that the introduction of enterprise bargaining um, and the introduction of what's called protected action means that you can now only legally strike once every three years. And that means for most of the time, the experience of workers and unionists so that they can't go on strike over anything. And I think one of the really stark examples, um, uh, I think it was 2017, when the penalty rates for hospitality and retail workers were cut, it would actually be illegal for those workers to go on strike against those penalty rate cuts, even though they were seeing one of their fundamental rights taken away, their bank accounts, you know, diminished. But, but that's how far the laws have gone, that it actually, you know, they would be taken to court for, for using their industrial power to protest against that. Certainly. Now, I recall the, uh, like the Your Rights at Work 
campaign, and I think it's a sort of a, a, a good example of uh, a campaign that started out strong and with with promise and and even potential of of striking in this country, and soon morphed into I guess more of an electoral campaign by the unions. And I, I guess we're seeing something uh, almost similar now with the Change the Rules campaign. While there are you know definitely positive elements, it's also uh, I guess largely a, a election campaign for the Labor Party. And I don't think it would be uh, too controversial to to say that. Do you think that uh, this, you know, the, the penalising of striking uh, has contributed to changing the culture within unions and, and, and perhaps even, I guess, enforcing more control uh, from the ALP on, on, on our trade unions? Yeah, well, you mentioned the You're at Work campaign. I think there's a lot of, you know, really great lessons we can learn about that, about a mass, you know, workers' movement that brought down a government. But uh, the limits of it were very obvious when... You know, you've got the new Rudd Gillard Labor government, and actually, it's it's the Fair Work Act from 2009 that they legislated, and it's the Fair Work Commission that they that that Labor government largely appointed. That we're still, um, you know, those are the laws that create the framework that we struggle under today. So, you know, we have to, I think, you know, be part of the change the rules campaign and definitely turf out this rotten liberal government but we can't uh, we can't stop there it's going to take a concerted push to actually reverse decades of um, you know regressive attacks on the union movement and on our right to strike and I think there has definitely been a shift in um, union culture where instead of actually exercising our industrial muscle on a daily basis, we're more and more relying on negotiations and relying on lobbying the Labor Party. And one of the things we say in the Right to Strike movement is we want everything that the Change the Rules campaign, you know, is arguing for. We want to deal with the, uh, you know, raising of the minimum wage, with insecure work, with terminating enterprise agreements we have to stop those things but the way that we do it is actually by increasing our power on the job so that we can hold a future labor government to account but also so that we have that power for any government that might come after that and so that we can enforce that power against bosses on the job because they also routinely ignore the law so simply changing the law itself is, is not enough we have to be able to enforce our rights on the job Certainly. Now, as the I guess the culture within a lot of unions has changed in this country, and the their willingness I guess to to strike and take industrial action is uh, somewhat less. There still are some unions that are maintaining a, a sense of militancy and, and maintaining pressure, and I think uh, it would be fair to say that one of those is the Maritime Union of Australia. I believe you've been uh, in in part. Uh, acting in support and solidarity with the dispute, the Hutchinson's dispute that's happening uh, with the MUA over, over there at the moment. Uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, you're probably limited into terms of uh, how much you can say and what exactly you could speak on. But in, in what sense does this dispute, I guess, tie into the Right to Strike campaign? And can you give us some idea as to, I guess, the, the general feeling of the workers there involved in this dispute and, and their willingness uh, to take industrial action? Yeah, well, I think it's absolutely no coincidence that the um, MUA, Maritime Union, is has, still has the high, highest union density of probably any union and that they do continue to take um, very regular militant action, including industrial action. Those two things go hand in hand. 
Um, I'm, I am a, a member of the MUA. I'm a Wharfie. I work at um, Port Botany for Hutchinson Ports. And we are currently going through um, our enterprise um, agreement dispute. And the company is really just trying to take absolutely you know, everything off us from our long service leave, our redundancy rights. They want to outsource jobs. They want to get rid of uh, the limited roster arrangements that we have. This is a, a company that owns 52 terminals around the world. They are a mega, mega multi-billion dollar multinational outfit and they are attacking, you know, some of our most basic rights um, as wharfies. And some of the, the big things that we're pushing for in this dispute are actually around safety and training. And in terms of your question around, um, you know, willingness to take industrial action, um, last year we had a really, really devastating um, accident on uh, on the terminal where uh, a woman uh, actually nearly, nearly died because of a, a collision between two machines. And we stopped work for 16 days to say that we want changes to traffic management and engineering and all these safety issues before we get back in those machines and go back to work. Uh, the, the company decided that what we were doing was unlawful action and instead of actually sitting down with us to work out how we could improve the safety on the terminal, they, put 70, they took 72 employees and the union to court to try to argue that what we were doing was unlawful industrial action. And to me, that just shows the climate that we're operating in, where someone can nearly die, but instead of sitting down and working out a solution, companies simply want to prosecute us for standing up for our basic rights. So now we're in our, our bargaining campaign and we want improvements to, to safety and training entrenched in our in our agreement. And now we're in a, a legal period of protected action. But what I've really noticed is that even now, uh, the obstacles to taking action are huge. We, um, we have to give the company you know, many days notice before we can take action, which gives them room to prepare and outsource the work to undermine our strike. Um, you know, the the, elect the Electoral Commission wouldn't send out our ballot when we wanted them to at Christmas because they said there was too much post. Like, again and again, we just find that there's these little obstacles that the law puts in our way for us to use our fundamental right to strike. And people's willingness to, um, to, take, to take industrial action is, is very high. And, you know, we're very unified and we're not going to, you know, cop this from this massive, um, you know, greedy company that clearly put our, our interests and our safety last. Just finally, Irma, we've, unless something, I guess, quite remarkable happens, we're likely to see a change of federal government uh, this year and, and the Bill Shorten Labor government elected. Do you, do you think that, you know, there will be significant changes to the Fair Work Commission and to, I guess, you know, penalties around striking and, and the, the right for uh, workers in this country to strike? Or, or do, you, you know, do you think it's just really, I guess, the beginning of the fight, in, in particular in terms of putting pressure on the Labor Party to, um, to make these necessary reforms? Yeah, well, I'm going to be celebrating with, um, with everyone else, you know, when we finally see the back of the Morrison-Turnbull-Abbott-Abbott government. And I think there will be improvements to people's lives, you know, reversing the, the penalty rate cuts 
um, getting rid of the ABCC, for example, which polices construction unions. But I think we have to be very clear that the Labor Party is not going to to do anything. Um, they've promised nothing around changing the uh, the strike um, legislation. In fact, their shadow minister for industrial relations, Brendan O'Connor, has said, you know, we will not be um, considering the unlimited right to strike. The ACTU will not be uh, simply getting their wish list of demands. So they've they've made it clear that we have to uh, continue that that fight. Um, they're certainly not going to do anything about the, the massive fines that we're, um, we're suffering under. So I think we, we need to prepare for that now. We need to um, get organised. We need to pass motions in our union branches and our organisations saying that we are committed to the right to strike and that we're committed to supporting any group of workers who defies those laws. Because what I want to see is the next time that there's an, uh, a, you know, a situation like what happened with the Sydney trains, I want to see a mass union movement that comes out and says, we will support you in defying that, that order, break those laws, defy the order, go on strike anyway and we'll stand with you and then we can you know, put the ultimatum to the Labor Party, are you going to support us or not when we do that?